Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Log Talk Radio. This morning, wrestling fans, I woke up to a uh, text that uh, had been left me um, earlier in the evening, um, right uh, not too long after I had gone to bed. That text was from my good friend, Bill Apter, and... It said simply, Bob Armstrong has died. Now, Bob Armstrong was a name that some people might say belonged to maybe somewhat of a bygone era. But No, Bob Armstrong was as current as anybody within the wrestling industry. Now, he belonged to a time that that may have stirred a lot earlier, but he had a career that spanned quite a quite a while. Um, now like a lot of like a lot of kids uh at the time when he was young his dad took him to see Gorgeous George. Um and he was always fascinated by it, by the whole spectacle and that. Um, he grew up, um, served, served the U.S. in the, in the Marine Corps, um, He spent his time in uh, Korea, then after he after he left the service in 1962, 
he became a uh, professional firefighter. Now, he had actually started his wrestling career um, in nineteen in nineteen sixty. Uh, in nineteen by nineteen sixty six he was well known through the through the Georgia territory and by nineteen seventy he was no longer a firefighter. He was devoted to being a full-time professional wrestler. Now, um, he was a he was a you know, wildly popular within the within the Alabama and the Georgia regions, and of course, those were um, territories of the National Wrestling Alliance. I even, I in 74, uh, he made an attempt at the NWA World Heavyweight Championship, which was held at that time by Jack Briscoe. Now, um, He was around around 1980 was when I first saw Bob. Um, of course, I you know, as I, as I as I said here in the um, right up to tonight, I grew up in the territory era. And being in the Midwest here, my territory was the AWA. It was run by the AWA, Vern Gagne. Um, I didn't really, I didn't really know. I mean, I knew of WWF. Well, actually, WWF and NWA, but. To me, those were like the minor league organizations. Everybody went to those places first to tune up and then wound up making their way to Minneapolis. I wasn't really aware of the idea that these areas sustain their own stars and these and these stars were as big to their fans as the stars that I knew in the AWA were to me. But I wound up when we got uh, cable. And around 1980, my dad one Saturday accidentally discovered 
605 Eastern, 505 Central, and the Superstation, WTBS, and a little program called Georgia Championship Wrestling. And so I had gotten home. I walk in the door. I walk in the living room, and there's wrestling on. I was not used to wrestling on a Saturday night. And so got to see some faces that I'd seen in the magazines and that, but then there were some different ones. And one of those was the fighting firefighter from Marietta, Georgia, Bob Armstrong. I always remember that because Bob was, Bob was a tough son of a gun. Um, he had that uh, <clears throat> he had that folksy fun charm. He was the type that uh, uh, when you when you saw him, you you hear him. He'd, he was a gosh darn type guy. And when I say that, I'm not saying that as a as a put down of any sort. That's just, that's just the way he came across. Um, he never see, he never seemed like the guy that you would hear swearing. I mean, yeah, it seemed, it seemed like he'd be the type that would say, you know what, gosh darn it, I don't like, I don't like this, I don't like you. But he would only say that to people who just really, really got to it and that. Now, not too long after... After it, after um, TBS and Georgia Championship Wrestling started, I was able to start watching it because we were able to see it. Um, there was a guy who came into the territory who, not that long before that, had been a mainstay on the West Coast and Pacific Northwest. And his name was Roddy Piper. And Roddy Piper immediately went after Bob Armstrong and more notably Bob's son, Brad who at the time was a rather successful wrestler in his own right. Um, I was a big fan of Brad's. Really, really talented. Um, Always thought that uh, he'd never uh, really gotten his use to his full potential 
and even later on got saddled with a couple of bad gimmicks as uh, Georgia Championship Wrestling and then eventually becoming World Championship Wrestling um, as it kind of as it kind of went down. Um, but during that but during that period, Roddy. went after Brad and he went after Bob for supposedly protecting Brad from everybody and everything. And that everybody and everything included Roddy Piper. So the three of them engaged in some excellent matches. Um, Sometimes Roddy would entertain the company of one Ole Anderson, who owned the territory, and would be Piper's uh, tag team partner for matches against Bob and Brad. And so it was... So that uh, that lasted that lasted for uh, for quite a while. Um, now, in at, at one period, um, Bob suffered a very very serious accident uh, in training. Um, he was bench pressing a dumbbell and the be- and the bench broke. Um, the weight landed on his face, uh, fractured his, fractured his face, actually, uh, tore his nose almost entirely off, um, cost around $38,000 to repair him. Now, while he was undergoing the surgeries to hide his appearance, he put on a mask and started calling himself the bullet. Um, at that time, he was working in the uh, Continental Championship Wrestling Territory, um, which was owned by the, by the Welches, a.k.a. the Fuller Brothers, and the stud stable, and so um, he wrestled as the bullet for quite a while. Then once everything was all healed up, the mask came off, but he kept the name. Um, And in fact, um, in fact, a couple of times later on, after after he after he pretty much retired from uh, full time in ring competition, uh, he wrestled under the guise of the Bullet when he was the. on-camera commissioner of Smoky Mountain Wrestling, 
which was the promotion that was owned and operated by uh, Jim Cornette. And there was constantly a feud between Cornette and Armstrong. Um, They did a bit where um, Cornette somehow managed to get Armstrong suspended as commissioner. Then Armstrong made a deal where he brought the bullet who everybody except Cornette seemed to know was him. And if the if the bullet won won his match, then Bob Armstrong was reinstated as commissioner. And of course the bullet won the bullet took off his mask and revealed that he was indeed Bob Armstrong. But of course at that point, well, hey, it was it was too late. Um oh and Cornette had made the agreement and Cornette was stuck with it. Um, and so it was uh, you know, quite quite a uh, good time. Now, of course, um, not only did he train his son Brad who unfortunately of course uh, passed away several years ago um, of an unknown ailment to this day many people think that he had a heart attack in his sleep Um, he also trained his son his son Steve who um Steve was uh Steve was a, a good tag team wrestler. In fact, um he actually teamed up with a uh for a long time with a rather good friend of mine, a gentleman by the name of Tracy Smothers. They were known originally as the Wild Eyed Southern Boys then eventually became known as the Young Guns. And then his other son, Brian, who didn't have much success down in the South, but when he came up North and had been hired by the then WWF, and all of a sudden wound up in a uh, little stable called Degeneration X where he was known as the Road Dog, Jesse James. He and his partner, Billy Gunn, became one of the top tag teams of of their time. And, of course, anybody who knows wrestling history knows D-Generation X. 
All right. Um, well, I just got handed something uh, not wrestling related, but uh, I'm going to break this uh, anyway. Chadwick Boseman, who um, many of you might uh, know if you're uh, Marvel fans, he played Black Panther, has passed away. Um, just. I just got handed that, and wow, this has been not a not a good day, not a good day. Um, but back, but back to back to this um, again. Um, Brad, of course, became Road Dog. <coughs> Steve. Eventually, um, stopped wrestling, and for quite a while was actually a uh, referee for WWF slash WWE. Um, now, um, Bob retired again in. Uh, 1997 um, then came back in 2001 um, when Dusty Rhodes formed a promotion called Turnbuckle Championship Wrestling and he teamed with uh, Dusty and Larry Zbysko and defeated the team of uh, Barry Windham Ron Reese who at various times portrayed a character known as the Yeti and Steve Lawler. Um, June 26, 2002, he was on the debut of a weekly pay-per-view wrestling company called Total Nonstop Action, TNA. Uh, he appeared with uh, Corsica Joe, Dory Funk Jr., Harley Race, Jackie Fargo, and Sarah Lee. Um, he then came back uh, a little less than a month later, and he was an on-screen commissioner again. Um, he told Jeff Jarrett he was going to be wrestling a mystery opponent called the Masked Bullet who acted like Armstrong, but during the match, Armstrong himself came out to the ring. Um, Then um, He fought, they fought again in September 18th, and at that point, that was bullet unmasking, and that was at that point BG, aka Road Dog. Um, then um, he 
came back. He came back again in 2005, and then 2008, uh, he was part of a group called Four Live Crew. Um, Conan, who was part of that uh, group, um, turned on Kip and Brian. And so um, Armstrong was uh, beaten down a few weeks later by the then brand new Latin American Exchange. And so um, he then returned at Against All Odds in 2006 and then he had his last match with Impact on January 18th of uh, 2008, he um, he retired in May 2009, and then 2010, um, he beat Cowboy Bob Orton Jr., who is another longtime friend of mine, and then occasionally worked from worked matches from 2010 to 2015. And then his absolute final match was just May 11th of last year in Dothan, Alabama, where he defeated the assassin. Um, He had been fighting bone cancer for uh, quite a while. And unfortunately, Last night, he succumbed to it at the age of 80. So, I'll always remember him fondly. Bob Armstrong was an excellent performer and was always fun to watch. I know he was loved among his peers, and he will always be remembered. I don't feel that this is an appropriate night to end with any music, so I am just going to end it right here. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm Steve Kane. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.